to look black women vote in their best interests always historically they always know what's up and we have to be sisters to them we have to vote in their best interest as well yep so yep. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. And we and have her. Poor Life Decisions. <laughs> so, um, Doyen, why don't you start off with telling us what you are drinking tonight and how was your week slash weekend? Okay. So, um, this week I'm drinking the same brand that I was drinking last week, the Elysian, but I'm drinking their Imperial Pumpkin Ale. And according to the... Um, labeling, they have the world's first imperial pumpkin ale. It's packed with pumpkin and roasted pumpkin seeds and spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. I like it. Um, I think the the other one I like better, like the coffee pumpkin ale taste. Also, I learned that they have a pumpkin beer festival. So next year oh, wow. we're going to that. Um, Oh, who, who's we? You and I. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that caught that caught me off guard. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. You oh, know, okay. I tell you, I found the um. So I buy these Keurigs, um, the K cups for my Keurig from Amazon, and I get the thing that has like the variety pack, and I found one it was a cappuccino that was pumpkin spice and i actually liked it because it was spicy it reminded me of like i don't know it reminded me of like uh that uh tivana tea mm-hmm. it was nice and spicy i really liked it but i don't know about this beer fest well it's in seattle we'll have fun you'll be fine oh, we can find other things to do in seattle yeah there's always a starbucks reserves which is like a smaller batch of starbucks coffee it's a lot better than the average starbucks you'll have fun you'll be fine okay <laughs> so what did you do this weekend oh what did i do this weekend it was like one of those weekends where like i didn't have a lot of stuff planned and then all of a sudden a lot of stuff came so like saturday i had a meeting and then i went to um a vinyl store with my friend and bought like not like record vinyls but like vinyl that you iron on with your cricket and stuff like that so we just had like a crafty like afternoon so you have a cricket yeah i have a cricket like the one that they show on tv maybe And then I went to a pumpkin patch and I was so excited because I got to take my pictures on my pumpkin. It was um it was kind of like twilight, so the pictures are a little bit dark, especially for me to be a dark skinned girl. But it was amazing. Um I got I bit by a cow a little bit and I fed a lot of cows and I was I, scared to feed the goats. I don't like the pumpkin patch. We'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> But it sounds like you had a good weekend. And I thought your oh picture gosh. looked nice. They looked, they gave it kind of a Halloween-y look with it with the picture being yes. dark. I, like I am it. but a Halloween-y. <laughs> well, um, so tonight I am drinking lavender soda with, <laughs> <laughs> with a little gin. And um, this drink is very strong. Yeah. And it is making my <laughs> look very angry. But I am going to keep drinking it and I'm just gonna drink some alka seltzer when this is all over. Yeah, so like we went on this whole like lifelong search for lavender soda. And um <laughs> I went on Amazon and they really tried to goop me on those prices. And I was like, I I'm not really gonna do this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, Target was out the stock online and then World Market was out stock online. And then I just went to my Kroger and it was just sitting there ready for me to take. And that's where I found them too. Like right here at Kroger. Like we were going all over the world looking for lavender soda. Yeah. It was right there at Kroger the whole time. Um, the funny thing about both of us is um, we deal with um, acid reflux. <laughs> so last <laughs> night I was like lit on lavender and gin. And then this morning I was like, oh, this acid reflux. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> You got to get some Zantac. Like, that is the quickest working peel. Yeah. 
And then if you don't have any Zantac, I know this is difficult, but take a tablespoonful of apple cider vinegar. With I the feel mother. like it doesn't make sense for me to put more acid in my body. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to be honest. It burns like the streets of hell going down. But once it gets down, you immediately feel better. I mean, it, it feels like it makes a, I, I don't know. I don't know what it does, but you, I mean, it burns like you are literally swallowing fire. I hate it. Cause I tried to do like, I was like, you know, those Pinterest things. They're like, take apple cider vinegar and like spicy cherry juice and I'm like I'm not losing any weight and it just hurts my body <laughs> okay, I've never heard of the spicy cherry juice but I made up spicy cherry juice but it's tart cherry, cherry juice that's the word <laughs> you know what I've had tart cherry juice but it was supposed I had it because uh, a friend of mine's mom said that it would calm me down make me calm yeah. and um, I think it did I don't know. Or it's probably because I drank so much of it. I found it at the Dollar Tree. So I got like a bunch of bottles. It just upset my body. I hated it. (laughs) But anywho. um, So I'm going to go on to our next little piece. Um, So for this moment in Dwayne's Blackness, it's really not that big. So we continue to watch The Wire. Uh, We watched two more episodes last night. Um, I'm really excited to see with Harris a lot. <laughs> I just need you to focus on more than Wood Harris. <laughs> I also saw Aegis Elbow. <laughs> I mean, Doyen, so are you not excited about the storyline or? I don't know. I'm I'm still there. I just let me continue. Um what else did I do? Oh, today I watched uh, iTunes. Well, not watched. I listened to an iTunes uh, comedy series of Richard Pryor. Okay. <laughs> and it cracked me up. I don't think I was, because like Richard Pryor is way before my time anyways. But he's just really funny to me. And I love his use of the N-word all the time. <laughs> I haven't listened to any Richard Pryor since I was probably like a little girl yeah. and my grandmother, my dad's mom had these vinyls. Yeah. And um, yeah, we would sneak and listen to Richard Pryor. And then we would also, when everyone went to bed, we would sneak and watch Eddie Murphy's Raw. So <laughs> I, that, uh, now you're making me want to go back and listen to some good old comedy. Yeah. So I listened to uh, That Nigga's Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And it was talking about winos, and I felt attacked, but also amused all at once. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and diddy bop into our current events for the week. Got um, it. So these are usually in the order of the things we find. So first up, we're going to talk about the USA Gymnastics team and how their president or their past president literally worked for four days and was like, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> so the first thing that made everybody mad that she did was she uh, posted herself coloring in her Nikes. Yeah. And so she was just like, you know, just go on ahead, come straight out the gate, a little bit racist. And um, it gave so much backlash because the gymnasts were like literally all this time we've had our voices like right you know muted and you wouldn't let us speak out and now you're trying to mute another athlete and so they were like no no <laughs> uh and of course gabrielle douglas was like super not happening um the second strike against her was she worked for the law firm to support her nasser and so like literally like she didn't work for nasser but she worked for that law firm so in general, it just never was a good look. I don't know who vetted her, but I was like, this was a horrible idea. I don't know why y'all it was gave a horrible her that idea. job. And <laughs> she kept trying to distance herself from that law firm. She kept trying to say, oh, it's a, it's this huge, you know, global firm. There's, I wasn't a part of that, but there were several uh, lawyers who were like, no, she actually did have some, she actually did have some connections. So, oh, wow. 
and sadly, that's like their second president in the past nine months. I think what they need is a black woman. <laughs> I really feel like they need a black president. It's their second president and their fourth uh, high-ranking official to step down in like six mm-hmm. months. It's like they can't keep anybody. They cannot because these people are weak. <laughs> they are. And and to going back to what you said earlier, I don't even know why they selected her. Yeah. That was just a poor call because that tweet happened before they even selected her. Like, yeah, all these things happened prior to. I don't understand what their line of thinking is. Um, I saw an interview with um, Allie Raisman. I hope I'm saying her name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS this morning. She's uh, one of the gymnasts. And she was just saying that basically the whole organization is just focused on winning and medals. And they're not concerned about the athletes. And that's and why that, they keep making poor choices. Well, they, that's not going to work for too much longer. Nope. Let uh, LeVar Ball make his own <laughs> gymnast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a favorite joke on my governor's <laughs> It's, it's, they're only going to deal with their crap for so long before they create their own Somebody stuff. Somebody call them <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so the next topic actually came out literally as soon as we finished recording last week. And it was about Colin Kaepernick. So... Um, this girl that is writing a tell-all of literally all the dudes she's fucked. But um, um, she was just like talking about how Colin, um, I guess she wanted to meet up with him. And he was like, uh, make your own ticket if, you really, if you're really into this. So <laughs> she bought her ticket, flew out, smashed, and then he never contacted her again. <laughs> And to some extent, like, I understand and I recognize my cognitive bias about this. And so I like Colin Kaepernick. So when you tell me something that is against him, I'm going to reject it. (laughs) You know, like, I'm just not going to, like, warm up to that event. But as I thought about it further, I was thinking about how, like, in general, we've seen in the entire history of like black rights and just blackness that um, men can be down for the cause of blackness and still be trash to women. (laughs) So Martin Luther King, love that guy. He cheated on his wife so much. Uh, Malcolm X, same thing where like, he like treated women badly for like a very um, long time before he finally came around. Frederick Douglass, which was like one, again, one of our pillars. And he was like cheating on his wife with a white woman. <laughs> so it's just like, at the end of the day, like we, every, so many times we see that men are instrumental in the general cause of blackness, but can still yeah. be trash to us, especially and in the I, relationship front. I was really glad that like black Twitter specifically didn't fall for the bait <laughs> and they did not like at, at first there were a few people and I guess it was just my timeline because yeah. there were a few people like trashing him but then when I when I searched him most people were like okay and because that's <laughs> because that's the thing it's like yes he was being a real jerk to her as far as don't don't play games with me like, oh if you like me you'll do this oh, mm-hmm. oh well I know what I want to do but this is what I'm gonna do something different and if you down x y and said don't play games with me so he was being a jerk but i mean he didn't do anything wrong like he didn't do anything wrong he had an encounter with Brittany renner and it is what it is i guess with things like this i kind of feel like with the whole book situation it's a part of her story so yes you do have the right to tell your story but where do you draw that line when your story involves other people? Because just like you have the right to tell your story, he has the right for his story not to be told until he decides to tell it. So I'm just like, girl, why are you doing this? I mean, at the end of the day, they're both consulting, consenting adults in the situation. Yeah. It's, it didn't turn out like he wanted it to be, but I don't think it takes any, 
away from his, oh, I think his he's abilities. fine with the way it turned out. It didn't no, turn out the way she her. wanted it. <laughs> yeah, like at the end of the day, like it doesn't take away from the fact that he's using his platform and his popularity to speak out against injustices against black people. And yeah, maybe he was trash as a dude that you try to talk to, but he's still doing good things. And I don't think that takes away from him at all. It doesn't. Okay. So the next thing really has been a whole mess for like at least two weeks. So this guy, um, Jamal Khashoggi, he was a um, Saudi Arabian journalist, I believe. And what happened was he was murdered, I think, in the Turkey consulate of the Saudi Arabian. Um, yeah. So the fight, the thing that stresses me out immensely is that, like, our figurehead, the president of the United States, cannot figure out a side <laughs> to stand. Oh, he, he has a side, <laughs> and he's standing on that side. Well, he just, now he does. But when he no, started he out, has a side from the beginning. He's in his own best interest. He just doesn't. Oh, yeah. He he's just got pressure pushing him to say the right thing or you know yeah. say what you should say. But he's he's drawing his line in the sand. So when they started off, Turkey was making the accusation that Saudi Arabia murdered this guy. Trump was siding with Turkey and was like, "Hey, you gotta tell us more. You gotta tell us more. You gotta tell us what happened to this guy." As a result, Turkey actually released um, this pastor that was um, arrested in Turkey because of some kind of espionage. So they released him back to USA. All of a sudden, Trump was like, hey, we have a lot of money going into Saudi Arabia. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections also, like I think with Jared Kushner and stuff like that, where he owes Saudi Ugh. Arabia money and things like that. So all of a sudden, Trump is like siding with Saudi and be like, oh, that's our ally. That's our only friend in the Middle East. We can't, you know, like turn on them. And then Saudi comes out is like, oh, he died in a fist fight. I've never seen anybody die <laughs> in a fist fight. And I watch a lot of black movies because Chris makes me. And I still <laughs> have not seen anybody die with a hand to the face. You know, like guns, yes. Fist fights? No. <laughs> and so, like, in a way, it's just like, it, you're right that he's consistently there for his self-interest, but it's just like, but it doesn't look, you know, consistent in general. And so, the funny thing about it was, I think, um, initially he said that this arms deal with Saudi Arabia would uh, create 450,000 jobs. Later on, four days later, he said they would create um, half a million jobs. On Friday, after that interview, um, he said 600,000. And by Saturday, he said that 1 million jobs rely on all Saudi investments. He just makes me tired. I don't understand how people get to lie like that and keep their job. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I well, I like that in my job. <laughs> I guess for me, what I, uh, I hope, I hope. So what is plaguing me is for the life of me, I can't understand why Jamal went back to Saudi Arabia. Like I, I know why he went, but I can't understand why he would do that. And I'm not in any shape, form, or fashion blaming him for his own murder. This was horrendous. And I understand that he felt because he was going to the Turkey consulate that this would not happen on Turkish soil. But like you know how things work over there. I just would have never stepped foot back over there. He, you know was on a self-imposed exile. He left because Mm -hmm. he knew what the climate was like. And this is just such a sad situation. I just, my heart goes out to his family, his fiance, because we're not getting, you're not, first of all, you've lost your loved one. And then on top of that, you're not even getting solid facts. You don't really know what's happened. You don't even get a body to have a proper burial. 
literally crazy yeah because the stories like the initial story was that like they came out there like flew out there with the body saw and like they cut his body up into pieces like we just we still don't have a body and like trump is like oh well it seems likely that you know they got into a fist fight and he died like (laughs) but where's the body like i don't i just (laughs) i I, it's just so uh, he tires me so um, but um, we're gonna pivot from that because I, I just avoidance. I like avoidance. But yes, um, <laughs> yes. so we're going to move to something that makes me insanely happy. And so, I think late last week, um, there was you know like you know, we love our conspiracy theories, but um, basically there's this account called Rose for You. And it only follows like five people. So it follows Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, Tidal, Nicki and Minaj, and one more person. Do you remember who that other person was? Uh, was it Mama Tina? Mm, no. Hold on. Let me. But anyways, I I'll, I'll think about it. But um, basically, so the first post was basically um, like a rose opening and Beyonce singing maybe her vocals oh and netflix sorry that was the other one of course you know we got some real active imagination so people have been talking about um maybe there's something with beyonce and kelly going on but also i looked at kelly's instagram and she's teasing new music and i have been waiting for mama kelly to give me these <laughs> these new music and so i'm super excited that you know the hive the hive is very uh what's the word imaginative mm-hmm. <laughs> and and actually and also like very smart like the way they put things together i would never right. i would never so First of all, let me give my disclaimer. I have given up years ago trying to figure out with the one Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter tries to do. I don't try to figure it out. Right. I just sit back and let it happen <laughs> the way no that way. the good Lord intended. I just don't because I can't. My brain doesn't work that way. So, like Hamilton said, wait for it, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, that's like one of my favorite songs oh, of the whole song. Oh, yeah. We had this discussion because you were clowning me because it's Aaron Burr's song. But I'm like, yeah, it's his song. But the words, man, the words. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So they were saying that the post with the rose opening up and the mm-hmm. vocals, they're saying that that's actually like the background to grown woman slowed down. I listen to it. I don't hear it. But, you know. I don't try to go against what the hive say. If the hive yeah. say that, that's what it is. That's what Listen, it is. The hive told they... me that Beyonce came for <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. I still haven't heard it because all of my headphones oh. are trash. Oh, but... I heard it. And you do need. I heard that one. And you do need um, your headphones on. I don't hear it in the car, but um, I have some really nice headphones, and I do hear it. Yes. And at first I was like, they may, they just want to make something up. But yes, I heard it. And now that I now that I've heard it, I can't unhear it. So anyway. <laughs> um, and then they were saying that Beyonce is like posting a lot of roses in her post. I just don't know. I just don't try to figure it out. I don't try to figure it out. I'm just gonna well, let it happen. The high was right. Like remember when she did her um her pregnancy announcement yes. she had a lot of blue and pink yes and then she had her if I were a boy earrings on and it was a boy and a girl but anyways yes the hive, <laughs> put, the hive has been right a lot of times um but I just my brain doesn't work that way and I just it makes me so it makes me anxious trying to put together what Beyonce is doing and I just picture her and Blue sitting back laughing at us trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to let it happen. You've got to always keep your Beyonce coins ready. you got to be ready for when the album drops. you got to be ready for when the tour is announced. And so I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. Well, so I'm just, Beyonce aside, I'm really excited about Kelly giving me some new music because she hasn't in a while. I think I was in college last time she gave us an album. 
So <laughs> I am super ready for whatever. Yeah, I'm ready. Whatever they're willing to give me, I am ready to receive. And Solange has new music coming out soon. Yes. So I love Solange, but the thing is, I can't sing along to her albums. Makes me really sad because she's really, she has a much higher range than me, and she's afraid to flaunt it and I'm just like oh I, I can listen but I can't sing and that oh I just sad. turn up the radio really loud and I can sing <laughs> anyway I mean I don't I'm not concerned with it sounding good like yeah. uh Tony is probably my favorite salon song and I just oh I just well, sing it to the top of my lungs <laughs> so I had an ex named Tony too so it like me really too, <laughs> me too. I could have oh been in love Tony. by now I couldn't yes. be alone right now if it wasn't for Tony. Yes. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So, like, I'm super excited about Solange. I'm just excited about everything. I'm always excited about everything. But oh wait, um, did you see that po- that post that Solange did with Oh, the, you know like, she's gonna have IKEA. Yes. Like I need Solange furniture in my home. Right. I'm like I'm and I still need new furniture like, in my bedroom anyway. So I'm like. Please, uh, Solange, please bring some zen and happiness to my bedroom. I need new furniture, and I just feel like the cosmos have come together, (laughs) and everything has a line. And I was really beating myself up for being trash, because, like, God, I have not bought new furniture. I'm not going to say in how long. And I was like, I really need new furniture. And then all of a sudden, Solange is coming out with Ikea pieces. Yes, God, I am waiting on her. But did you see the picture with her, like, and she's got these long legs. She's she's got a leotard yeah. on, and then, and then Karuchi left that comment. Karuchi left the comment like she said, "I've been delivered. I don't like men's no more." I liked it because I was like, "Yes, Solange, yeah. killing it." Speaking of uh, lesbian relationships, that I think about a lot. Janelle Monet and Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like they make shopping. me happy. I don't I know just, why, but when such, I think of them, it just makes me happy. They're just such gorgeous humans. And I'm just like, can I be a fly on y'all while I just want to see what y'all doing? <laughs> oh, I love them. Okay. Um, now that we're we've gotten happy over really positive <laughs> relationships, let's get sad over another relationship. So <laughs> Cassie and Diddy, um, it was very apparent, I guess, in the past few weeks that they finally broke up. And it looks like Diddy has just found another young Blasian woman. Yeah. yeah. That is like the great value version of Cassie. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she doesn't even compare to Cassie. I mean, like, it's, uh, like, it's like the five below. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I just like because like I understand you want like a skinny girl, but Cassie is like filled in, like her curves are there. Cassie and is hot. Other girl is just like mm, I don't understand. So I'm torn with my feelings about this because partially, so I've heard. Well, I haven't heard, but I've read. <laughs> I'm saying I heard, like, I'm friends with people who are friends with Cassie. I read that Cassie's, like, in a great place. She good. I've also yeah. read a rumor that she's pregnant, so we'll see about oh. that. But I've read that she's in a good place. She's happy. But a part of me just gets kind of angry because that it's like... so trash. <laughs> well, she's wasted so much of her life with him. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, was it a waste? I mean, she... Didn't yeah. have to worry about anything financially, so she could yeah, stack her right. own dollars. Right. You know, I mean, I it's don't just. Know. And then I, I'm just thirty, and I cannot imagine dating a twenty-six-year-old. Like that seems like right. such a cognitive decline. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I don't understand what it is about men that they're like, oh, younger is more fun. I'm like. But they have nothing to talk about. Like, <laughs> listen, I, when I was about twenty three or twenty four, I was dating. Well, I attempted to date this guy that was like he was like forty six, forty seven, somewhere like that, and he was very handsome. And I mean, he did not look his age, but just the thought that he's closer to my mom's age than he was to my age, it just grossed me out. Yeah. 
Plus, he was he was a cute, and he came over my house and showed his ass. Uh, and I had to kick him out. You <laughs> <laughs> just had to say he was a cute announcer. So, yeah. <laughs> funny story. I was dating this guy, and I had asked him what his age was. He was a Nigerian, and so he just kept joking around, and I was like, "Well, whatever." And like, we weren't we were never in a relationship. We just kind of went on dates and hung out and stuff. And so he finally told me one day that he was like, basically, and I was about 25, 26. He told me he was basically like 20 years older than me. And then he had three kids. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you are me stepmama now. <laughs> See, kids don't bother me, but I couldn't get over that. that. When I was 25, 26. I didn't want to be, I don't. So, like, I'm good with my family and the kids of my family. I'm not good with, like, just clicking with other people's children. Listen, <laughs> Doya, my high school boyfriends <laughs> had kids, okay? I, 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 kids have never been that big of an issue. I was but, like, oh, yeah, that was a big child? age difference. You like children things? <laughs> oh, you want to run? I, I just, it just never clicks with me. So, have you ever kid, dated like, anybody younger than you? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I I've never <laughs> officially dated anyone younger than me. Like I've had a couple of oh wow okay <laughs> okay <laughs> I've had like a of course I've had guys like you know try it or whatever and yeah. I'm just like um you're so cute and young and there was this one guy that really like he was so forceful when he talked to me that it turned me on. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try this minutes. out. <laughs> what? DMX sounds super uh, forceful. <laughs> uh, I didn't say he barked at me. I just said he was forceful. <laughs> he was just like, you know, because I was like, I don't think this is going to work. And he was like, that's the problem right now. You're trying to think, you're trying to figure things out. From now on, I'm going to figure things out for the both of us. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And then we probably like talked on the phone for probably like a week. And then he was like, so when are we going to go together? And I was like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the um, end of that. Yeah. So that reminds me, and we're going to have to discuss another day because it's going to take me forever to talk about it. But uh, Red Table Talk, when oh, yeah. Will Smith was like, hey, you seen anybody? Well, you see me now. And I was just like, oh. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a new chair. <laughs> I, I, I sent a message to the group chat because I was like, let me tell y'all something. Let let listen. Tell me. Call. It was the way he said it with such yeah. like like he was so confident in that. I was like, he's like also fine. So like, right. I mean, I, I feel like ugly dudes be forceful like that. You like, don't have the right. You don't have the right. Will Smith has the right. Yeah, he, right. If he called me, I I sent a text to the group chat, and I'm like, if he had called me. Talking about, oh, well, you with me now? now. Okay. <laughs> I would let him shoot up the club that night, okay? <laughs> what you want to do? I'm ready. Listen, she left a whole farm. She's just like, can't do this anymore. Let me go. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need to dedicate a whole show to, like, Will and Jada and Red and Table like, Talk. Just their whole show, any of this. Red Table Talk yes. is, like, realness. They, like... Yes, I just I love her. I love Jada. If she gave me a chance, I would. <laughs> so, oh, like, I yes. Just, like, she, she has so much sensualness, and then she, they're just like it is so cosmically like just there. Like, she's just so sure. Like she's yeah. just so sure. I want to be sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about anything. I go to work and I'm like, is this is what I wanted to do. Like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure I'm diabetic or I'm sure I like Harry Potter. That's it. <laughs> it. Anyways, we'll spend a whole other lifetime on that. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our um, someone something section. And so um, <sighs> we wanted to talk yeah. about it last week. 
but we really just wanted to get our hearts and our lives together. And I'm not fully sure if my heart or my life is together um, for this. Neither am I. <laughs> just to but be honest. We wanted to talk about here's the thing, like we're from Mississippi. And so we've always learned about our history and how people fought to suppress our vote. And so we thought that, you know, as adults, we had progressed to a certain place. And then literally almost ever since Obama's been president, it seems that like nothing has changed. Right. I'm not blaming Obama or anything. Oh, no. In this Georgia situation. So basically the guy that's running for Georgia governor, this is GOP, Literally, his lifetime and his career life has been spent suppressing voters in Georgia, especially minority folks. And so Stacey Abrams, literally her entire life has been trying to encourage and enable minority folks. And so it's coming to such a clash at this moment because if she wins, she's the first black woman governor in the United States of America. And the guy is literally doing it because in his current role, he is over voter rights. Right. And so he's literally doing everything he can. And the race is so close. Vote of african-americans and georgia's a lot like us in mississippi where like mississippi is like what 43 44 percent black yeah <laughs> literally if we all just showed up they wouldn't have a race <laughs> well and well we can talk about that on another show but it's not simply about us showing up either yeah yeah i mean there's also like laws against you know people voting and stuff like that but it's just like it's so weird that like you know, after slavery, they literally, because there's a time when we as Blacks were able to have representation in the government, and they're like, oh, no, no, we can't have that, and they started doing stuff like intimidating us, you know, when we tried to vote, and then gerrymandering, and so it's just so stressful. Even, like, where I live in Texas, like, the area I live in is fairly like more minority focused, like we're very diverse. And yeah. so rather <laughs> than us, I live in the city of Dallas, rather than put us in Dallas County, we're in Denton County, which still votes fairly conservatively. So it's like my vote, you know, it's a fight to get my vote to matter, you know, right. and I'm still going to vote, but at the same time, it's like, I'm pretty sure the reason why they drew this section and gerrymandering us to make sure that like our votes got, you know, watered down. Yeah. And um, like Dorian said, we, (laughs) we talked about possibly talking about this last week, but I'm just going to be so open and honest. I'm Dorian. I'm afraid. Like I'm afraid. I am terrified because it seems like people are doing whatever they want to do and there are no repercussions. Nobody's checking them. You know, we've always kind of, well, I've always relied on our country being one of checks and balances for all of its faults. Mm -hmm. There are different uh, branches of government that check the next branch. But Mm -hmm. when you have one party controlling every branch and that one party is so dead set on having control and so dead set on accomplishing their own agenda that they're just letting everyone else run amok, it's just terrifying. And so the fact that they are openly, I mean, they are openly suppressing voters in Georgia. They had... um, 595 absentee ballots that they tossed out. And Mm -hmm. this one lady, Lilith Walters, she didn't even know that her ballot was tossed out until CNN told her. And it's like, and then they have Mm 53,000 
people who have registered to vote and they're just sitting in limbo. Like these people don't even know that, oh, I'm, I'm not actually solidified to vote. And all of this because God forbid this wonderful brown, black, this black lady comes in and rules and does what needs to be done. God forbid she wins. And the election is so close, which is why they're shaking in their boots and they're pulling out all the stops. And the thing about it was that the Supreme Court, and I I don't remember the year and I didn't write it down, but it is in recent history, that they they gutted the Voting Rights Act. Yeah. That was within Obama's... Right, right. Because I remember I was in my current position work-wise. So I remember mm-hmm. when it happened and yeah. they said, we don't need it anymore. And yeah, the Voting Rights Act in general focuses heavily on the South. Yeah. And I did not, uh, this just really popped into my head just now. So, um, so in my office, I have a, a file in a picture frame. It's a letter in a picture frame. And it is a letter about my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So um, back in the day, the CIA kept files on people and specifically black people who they considered to be trouble. And mm-hmm. each state had an office responsible for doing this. So there's a copy of my grandfather's file in my office and I keep it on display. So everybody, <laughs> so everybody who come in can see this is what I'm about. This is what I've been about. This is what my family's about. And this is what you're going to deal with. <laughs> but there's a letter that the, it's a letter that was about my grandfather and about, they labeled him being a troubled Negro, a troubled Negro, because mm. at the time he and his first wife owned a cafe in our small town. And back then you used to have tests to see if you could vote. Like you had to pass this test, which they made it extremely hard. But Mm. my grandfather and his first wife used to take people in the back of the cafe and tutor them for the test and get them registered to vote. So, you know, this is something that when people say, oh, I don't vote or, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm like, you know what? I live in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. My blue vote, <laughs> it, it's not going to go far most of the time when it comes to, especially like the presidential election. Mississippi's yeah. going to be red. But there's no way in hell I'm going to stay home, be it a big election, be it a local election, when my grandfather literally risked his life, had a CIA file made on him because he was trying to help people vote, exercise their right to vote. And now this is all being stripped away and nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything. And I can't, I can't get past that part that this is blatantly happening before our eyes. And I just, yeah, you know what? It it reminds me of the handmaid's tale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know, I know many of our listeners may have like watched this, the show, but um, if any of you have read the book, one thing that I noticed was that it was small things. And it was little things that you didn't give a lot of consideration to. And then yeah. it built up. And I'm just, I'm I'm legit scared and I'm legit worried. Since the country had their first black president, I feel like uh, things have regressed so much. And maybe it, it truly hasn't regressed because they had these feelings this entire time. It's just they decided to start coming out word about it. Yeah, I'm I'm literally at this point in my life, I'm like, vote or you're not my friend. <laughs> right. But um, also like literally Monday, as soon as Texas Early Friend came out, I was like, I was there. And the funny thing about it, it was like the lines were long. It took me most of my lunch break to vote, but it was important to me and that's what I did. And so like, you know, we cannot afford to not ambivalence anyone we cannot especially yeah we just cannot we cannot afford it also i wanted to mention there is this um like kind of tech spot called resist spot 
And so yeah. you can text the word to Congress um, Messenger, Twitter, Graham, or Twitter. It said Telegram. I don't know what Telegram is. And then uh, Good, you don't know what a Telegram is. <laughs> I, how you gonna Telegram? I feel like it's like a social uh, network that I don't know. But anyways. Or you can use 50409 on SMS. And so, like, they text me, like, early in the, in the month. It was like, hey, you want to double check that you're, like, registered to vote? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're still registered to vote. I'm like, great, thanks. But um, I know... I think I, I got was, that same text. Yeah, I think I also... Um, was listening to a podcast or something on NPR and they were like especially for Georgia people uh, people that thought they were ready to vote or register to vote still and found out that there was an issue and they needed to fix it and so like unfortunately like you don't feel like it's like something you should worry about but at the same time especially for states where there are laws where they can reverse your voter registration right. please yeah. double check and make sure please. that you're ready to vote please because our lives depend on it at this yes. point yes okay all right so that's it that's our heartfelt political Needs we made it. Emotions. We made it through that. <laughs> we did cry. Oh, I, Chris I, didn't cry. <laughs> I, did, I didn't cry. I, I got a, my face got warm, but I yeah. didn't cry and we yeah. made it. it. It got me ready, my feel. So I went to like a Christian school. And so a lot of the things that most black families learn or like black children learn, I had to teach myself because they literally like had like a paragraph or two about Martin Luther King. Meanwhile, yeah. they're like, Hey, you can do research paper. And I was like, Oh, I want to do a civil rights movement. I'm pretty sure I gave them 12 pages of civil rights movement. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like, these are things I had to teach myself, but I was just so moved by it. Anyways, on to our next things. So um, for this week's poor life decision, um, it really hit me somewhat in my late twenties. Now it super hits me in my thirties that I can't just eat what I want and uh. not get fatter. <laughs> <laughs> like I can eat what I want, but I'm gonna get fatter. <laughs> Don't you um, miss those teen years, man? Oh my gosh! I like literally my um. In my teenage years, I was I was at the summer camp and I was super active. I didn't like the food. And I lost like twenty pounds, and I'm like, what what time can I not like the food? <laughs> so um, yeah, so we wanted to talk about a thing that science and all of the the people that know things on the internet. I've been talking about, which is keeping a food journal. And I feel like this is the first of many food episodes. <laughs> this is the bane of our existence, but it's, yeah. Yeah, so like I've told y'all multiple times on this podcast, I like to avoid like straight facts. <laughs> Especially facts. when it comes to like, me bettering my life I'm like or oh, I could have just avoid it and so <laughs> um they talk about in most of the articles we talk about uh the benefits of keeping a food journal yes. and so like especially if you're trying to lose weight um just writing down what you did with your body of the day and so there's this one article that's talking about surprising benefits of a food journal so number one, of course, the benefit is weight loss. But number two was the one that really got me was detecting food intolerances. Me so, too. <laughs> I know that I'm lactose intolerant. That doesn't mean that I don't stop eating cheese. <laughs> because why would you? <laughs> why would you? And so like sometimes like mentally, I, I wake up the next morning and like my body is just doing whatever it is. I'm on the toilet and I'm like, what the hell did I eat? <laughs> this level <laughs> i have several food allergies and i i am not even fully aware of yeah. what all of my allergies are so 
Yeah, this would really help a lot. Also, I refuse to go to the dermatologist and get the patch test to see what my allergies are, even though my mom and my granny keep pushing me. But I just feel like I'm going to be allergic to everything that's great, like sun and air and grass. Macarons? Forehead acne. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, my body's like, oh, all this sugar. You you want this forehead acne or not? Like, the hilarious thing about it is, like, as a teenager, I never had acne. But as a 20-year-old and now a 30-year-old, acne for no reason. (laughs) You know, I got acne really young, actually. I got acne when I was, like, around the fourth grade. And my mom was like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it because you're going to go through this. And then when you get to high school and everybody starts dating, you're going to be beautiful. And she was right. But now as an adult, it's like like my face is like, bitch, you didn't drink no water this week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So another thing they talk about is portion control. And so, like, generally, anytime you go to a restaurant, they give you more than the portion that you're yes. supposed to have. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, keep you a food diary also helps you keep you as accountable for the size of your meals. And um, I guess part of it, the food diary is kind of like my food therapist, where, like, I just come, <laughs> I come to, like, terms with, like, what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, it keeps you honest, you know? Like I It can does. Be like, you know? It does. And the, the portion control and the weight loss part mm-hmm. go hand in hand for me when I was keeping a food journal um, because I would not eat things because I didn't want to write it down. So, like, the yeah. first couple of days when I was writing things down, I would get, like, embarrassed when I looked yeah. at some of the things that I wrote down. So, because I didn't want to write it down... And I didn't want a record that I actually ate that, I would not eat it. <laughs> yeah. So with me, I had the fitness tracker or whatever, uh, Food Pal, whatever it's called. But um, yeah, so I very much find myself eating less because I literally did not want to write. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, right. but it's like. Yeah, like, even, like, because they talk about um, another benefit is better nutrition. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, when's the last time I ate, like, a vegetable? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's been a few days. I might. So I've started in my my old age, (laughs) I've started really kind of copying my granny and how she plans meals. And so... Mm -hmm. When she's planning dinner, like for Sunday dinner, when our family gets together, she's like, oh, well, you need something yellow. You need something orange. You need something green. And I've started doing that. And that helps. That helps me make sure that I get my vegetables in. Okay. (laughs) So yesterday I had sage, chicken, and potatoes. Today I had Frito chili pie for dinner. Listen, so, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, I just, I like I said, they said better nutrition. I'm just trying to remember the last time I had a vegetable, and it's been a while. So, um, are you serious, Doyen? I mean, I ate vegetables, I ate green beans last week. Doyen, like, yeah. I mean, like today, like, you don't eat a vegetable every day? No. Okay, I didn't eat breakfast today. For lunch. Well, uh, yeah, I had some vegetable because I have fried rice and they usually have peas. <laughs> okay, so guys, just know that we're going to have another food episode. <laughs> we're going to have several more food episodes. But it's really weird because like, when I do want to eat vegetables, like, I love Brussels sprouts. I cannot convince my family. I hate Brussels sprouts. sprouts. It's so delicious. You haven't had the right Brussels sprouts. That's, That's what people keep telling it. me, but... My sister, um, your line sister, will not eat Brussels sprouts. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. It's delicious if you cook it right. But nobody wants tried. to eat it in my family. I have tried. <laughs> and you know what? I, I You're going to have to cook me some Brussels sprouts because I've tried and I'm just not here for it. I mean, 
There are certain I I move within a very small window of veggies, mm-hmm. and like I eat the same veggies over and over again. But I do eat them, Doyen. Yeah. Whereas I love some people, I don't fuck with broccoli. <laughs> broccoli is that bitch. No, because it just these stinky farts, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the best Brussels sprouts of my life um, for last year's favorite human's birthday. Uh, we went to Denver, and I had some that was like garlicky and just creamy, and it's delicious. Oh. Um, you just have to have roasted Brussels sprouts. Don't try to boil your Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you have that. Uh, it's delicious. Anyways, um, <laughs> so the last benefit they had was identifying triggers to unhealthy eating. And so uh, it talks about be- uh, jotting down your location, time of day, and mood. And so, like, um, at work, usually by 3 or 4 o'clock, I get hungry again. It's probably not that I'm really hungry because I'm just bored, and that's the time that I decide to eat. <laughs> yeah. So, um we have go ahead well there's sometimes when i would like pack celery because i really don't love celery i have no emotional i love celery 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 and peanut butter is the bomb but no celery by itself don't put it in anything um i like celery i like celery by itself it feels Um, like the taste of celery makes me feel like it's cleaning my organs (laughs) That's how I feel about Brussels sprouts. But anyways, <laughs> so I I used to, like, when I'm really good at meal planning, I would, like, cut up celery. And so, like, even if I'm just bored eating, it's really not that detrimental to my body because it's, like, no carbs. It's way too many calories to eat it. <laughs> you know, like, you expend more calories eating, right. like, chewing celery than you do, like, you know. Which is why I buy those cuties. Like I buy them by the bag. And I started buying, I actually started buying them back when I used to keep my niece when my sister worked at night as a Mm -hmm. snack for her. And she would like, like she was a toddler, a two-year-old, legit side-eyeing me when she would look at her bag of cuties and notice like, "Mm, there's a big dent in this bag. But that was a huge reason why I started eating those because, you know, so I don't, what I, we have another friend of the pod who will be on soon and she helped me see that I didn't feel I did a lot of grazing, but mm-hmm. I do specifically when I'm tired yeah. and I'm, when I'm sleepy, I take in way more calories, way more sugar because I'm trying to stay awake. Yeah. I also work in a very small town and so like a very small Southern town. <laughs> so people bring us stuff all the time. Oh uh, yeah. Bring... <laughs> so and, my and it's like, please stop. But this is delicious. <laughs> yeah. So there is um, another one where they kind of gave you a table article. We'll share it later. But basically it's like how much, what kind, when, where, who with, activity and mood so the first thing was three mini chocolate chip cookies at about 3 25 p.m in the office i'm by myself alone activity was working on report my mood was bored so i do a lot of board eating just because it's just what i do <laughs> see i don't do board eating is super hard as a diabetic because it's like my doctor's like why'd your blood sugar go up and I was like I probably was just eating and not thinking about it (laughs) and so like uh just kind of keeping that in your journal just to see like oh this is what I'm doing and again this is a time like okay if I'm working on a report and I'm bored why don't I eat some celery instead and not three mini chocolate chip cookies you know things like that my food journals were never this detailed, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, as I'm we get gonna, older, I'm going to work on that. And we refuse to go to the gym. The very least we could do is, like, not <laughs> eat bullshit. And I, I, like, I like that they, that this particular article was focusing on, you need to be specific. Like, yeah. you need to, because that'll help you, you know, that'll help you see 
your patterns and that'll help you modify what you're doing. I also um, like, it was a different article, but I like the way it pointed out, it gave additional tips. Be honest, like don't leave things off. Don't leave things off. And like I said, I would purposely not eat things so I wouldn't have to write it down. Like that's the way to do it. Like don't just eat it and then not write it down. Also, like in addition to food, I will just get um, also add water. I just yes. don't drink water because I don't like. Yes, it. And, the, and and that's another suggestion from one yeah. of the articles is to be thorough about your thirst. And yeah. a lot of times when we think we're hungry, we're just thirsty. We're just thirsty. Like as an adult, <laughs> I have grown to really love water. Now, mm-hmm. I probably drank more water as a teenager because I was an athlete in school. And so I drank a lot of water just because that's what we had at practice and stuff. But as an adult, I've really grown to, I mean, I'll be like, oh, I need some water. <laughs> I mean, I'll say about half the time when I'm like, oh, I want some water. It's because my blood sugar is high. <laughs> Go ahead. Haven't drank any water. I'm like dehydrating myself. Do but you have I a water up. cooler at work? We have it, but the water doesn't taste good. I, oh, I need really? like cloud vaporized water, and that's expensive. <laughs> we have a we have a bomb water cooler at work. Like mm-hmm. we really do, and I I am appreciative for that because I'm, prior to <laughs> prior to me being in this office, I used to have to buy. Bottled water. water. I really don't buy bottled water anymore because I have a um I put a filter on my sink. So yeah, there's that. And then you know, when I'm at work, we have a really good water cooler. Like there's a company that services it and everything. So I don't have to worry about that. It's uh quote unquote EV filtered, but I don't trust that. Um (laughs) but I will continue to try to get my life better around water. Um, also like it's like when you drink all the water you're supposed to drink you always in the bathroom and that's just inconvenient but (laughs) okay okay so a lot of people make that complaint but I will say this that's really only for the first few days like once you get used to it it doesn't make you go like that like the first few days the first two or three days you are constantly having to go but after that you know your body adjusts we got to drink yeah. our water, doing and how we gonna have this clear skin? I'm trying. I'm gonna get my <laughs> life together. This is what our poor life decisions is about. So Chris can tell me about my life. Um, so, um, going to wrap this up with our regular positive note. So we're gonna talk about who we gonna buy a drink for. I love buying drinks. I love um, receiving drinks, but also sometimes buying them. (laughs) You know, when I was younger um, and a little more careless, (laughs) (laughs) there were several times that I would, um, you know, get my period. (laughs) And I would text everybody like, bitch, my period here, drinks on me. I don't know why that just popped into my head. But, but recently, recently one of my cousins was like, you don't send those texts anymore. So who are you buying drinks for tonight? Well, tonight I would like to buy a drink for the legendary Niecy Nash. So (laughs) I love her so much. So um I was listening to an old interview of hers excuse me I was listening to an old interview of hers and she was basically talking about not letting other people change the way you move like Mm -hmm. if you're a generous person continue being generous if you want to do things for people you know continue doing that don't let someone who slights you Mm-hmm. or someone who uses you change mm-hmm. the way you operate you can mm-hmm. adjust how you deal with that person and then you keep it moving and she's all about paying it forward and she the well, one thing that I appreciated was she said that she's never had a job where she did not put other people on 
Mm-hmm. And I've made that a priority myself in my current position because I am in a position where I can put other Black people on. And mm-hmm. so she that that really stuck with me. And I was like, you know what, Nisi, you wise, you wise, your waist is snatched, and you're wonderful. So snatched. I'm going to buy a round for Miss Nisi Nash. All right. What about you, Doyen? Who are you buying a drink for? I am buying around for um, Stacey Abrams because literally before this political campaign, she was fighting for the culture and she was fighting for us and she was fighting for the ability to vote. (laughs) And so I am am buying all of the the rounds of drinks and Red Bull because I think she's still fighting. Just yes. like I'm giving her everything um, possible in my home. Maybe some strip waffles too, because I have some from, because <laughs> um, I make my sister bring some from Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I just, she's so dope. And it's just like, there's so many Black women out there like fighting for us. And I love it. She makes me wish that I could vote for her. Yeah, I was like, she's live, amazing. I never wanted to live in Georgia before in my life, and I'm like, I wish I lived in Georgia. <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing. Alrighty, kids, this is another episode of Four Life Decisions. Doyen, um, let them know how they can get in contact with us because we need to hear from y'all. Like, email us, tweet us, everything. Yes. Yeah, so. Email you can find on our website www.poorlifedecision.com. One decision um, on Instagram. You can hit us up at Poor Life Decision again. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at PLD Pod. Um, we're also actually surprise, surprise. We're actually now on TuneIn. I'm still trying Yay. to convince Alexa to pull up the podcast, but she's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> raggedy <laughs> i mean well there's also another podcast called poor like p-o-o-r oh, so we're oh. like really struggling with that there but we're gonna get there one day <laughs> um otherwise you can find us on spotify soundcloud itunes google play um, make sure you drop those five stars yes and like give us some comments so one of our friends of the pod actually left us a comment on SoundCloud and she's like, hey, y'all, I'm going to have to go listen to the rest of Carter Fight, which I'm with her because there's like 23, 25 songs. <laughs> and so like, song, I listened yeah. to the strong first half. But today I was listening to his song with Ashanti and I was like, yes, I miss Ashanti. She needs to come back. <laughs> um, so Ashanti didn't sell but 24 tickets to her last concert. Go ahead. Well, she should have came to Dallas <laughs> and emailed me directly. Because, in fact, Ashanti, next time you come to Dallas, email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com yes. and I will 100% be there because I love Ashanti. Listen, Ashanti has some bops, okay? Bops. Anyways, so it's been a super great episode with y'all. Um, We'd love to hear any comments or ideas you have. So just hit us up. Bye. All right. Bye.